Hey everyone, I'm Nick. I'm Kelly. We're applying the good news of the gospel to fitness and everyday life from an everyday perspective, and we are definitely unqualified. So, Kelly, you told me last week that you tweaked your back pretty bad. <laughs> uh, tweaked is, uh, uh, that's a soft term. I would okay. say threw it out, strained, injured. It's yeah. like you played Frisbee with one of the discs in your back is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Tweaked makes it sound like I stepped on a Lego. <laughs> like I wrenched my back pretty good. I couldn't move. But yes, so, I my back, yeah. So I have a two-part question. First, how's your back doing? And second, how is that affecting working out for you? Uh, it's all right. Um, you know, I had to do a lot more stretching um, than I am used to, some rehabbing. But uh, I think, like I said last week, I just got right back to doing deadlifts. And I did okay. Um, I did deadlifts again on Monday. And added quite a bit of weight to the bar. I got back up to, I think I'm like 10 pounds under my PR right now. And I'm deadlifting twice this week. So that's going to be fun. But the real telltale sign is going to be uh, squats uh, tomorrow morning. So mm-hmm. I'm doing squats tomorrow morning. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, my squats on Friday were okay. Not too bad. Um, but the back's doing better hasn't really let it affect my workout. Um, but I think if there was a personal trainer, someone watching me move, they'd probably be like, Hey man, you're, you might be compensating for an injury by doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why you I don't have a personal trainer. <laughs> are you aware of what you're doing that you're not supposed to be doing or you just working um, on your best form possible? That's how you're feeling. Yeah. I mean, this, the squats I feel like are where, um, the form breaks down a little bit. Um, my chest might not be as high as I, as it should be. I think it might be, uh, tipped over a little bit Mm -hmm. and I feel like my butt is pooching out a little bit more than it should. I was taking, I was, I was in the mirror. I can see myself from the mirror and I was taking some videos from the side and from the back. I was like, my butt is really sticking out. Um, and I don't think it should be sticking out that much. So, um, you're trying to, you're trying to overbalance. um, It's possible. Um, I think it goes back to still having some sticking points in my hips and in my ankles. I've been trying to work on my ankle mobility a little bit, um, doing some combat stretches, uh, where you basically kneel down and then push your knee forward over your toe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're trying to get more, flexibility in your ankle um it probably helped if i did some more priming uh movements before i got into the squat as well um but i just like my i only have so much time in the morning so i'm usually crunched and i just want to get after it so i kind of short shrift my priming movements and do a couple and then i go but if i spent like five to ten minutes of priming that would probably help and that just goes i mean it's it's a total domino effect like if i wake up and take too long getting my coffee together and then when i sit down for my quiet time i take too long farting around on my phone mm-hmm. and then I take too long finding a passage to journal on in my quiet time and then it's like 
you know, it's 645, 650. And I've got my, you know, 45 minute to an hour workout just turned into 30 to 35 minutes. Uh-huh. I got I to get after it. And so, you don't want to take the time to prime like, yeah. Yes, too. exactly. Exactly. So it could be better. Um, I'm not letting it stop me from working out. I think at a certain point, um, the benefits of working out kind of outweigh like stopping and being afraid of getting back to working out because you might be doing it wrong, but you're not sure, but it, you're, you know, you're afraid of getting back into something because you think you have an injury. I think the benefits of doing it outweigh any concerns that I have that can't be overcome by my mobility. Um, mm-hmm. I'm certainly not advocating for working out while injured, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable where I'm at. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. We'll see. I might throw my back out again tomorrow. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully you stay healthy. Yeah, I will keep- do. I'll do more priming tomorrow um, because I am starting to push the weight back up on the squats. I'm doing the strong lifts kind of protocol where you add five, five pounds to each lift as you're going. So I'm, it's moving back up. So nice. Hopefully you can stay healthy and you can keep working towards those goals that I know you've set (laughs) for your fitness. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fitness is all about, you know, goals and, um, setting goals and, and achieving those goals and putting in the work to get there. Um, but you know, like we talked about last week, wanting to make sure we have good motivation um, and making sure that fitness isn't turning into an idol. I think, you know, kind of the, the part B to that conversation is how we set goals and track our progress in fitness. Um, and I think that's one way to both make fitness into an idol and to defend against um, it becoming an idol in our lives. So, um, you know, I wanted to start with like, Nick, what are your current fitness goals um, for yourself? So my current fitness goals, I think recently in the last week, probably just shifted a little bit. My mom was upset to say the least when her last kid went off to college, like, oh yeah. Eight years ago. And eight years ago, she's still yeah. no, she was then, and okay. she coped with her second son, my brother, my younger brother, going off to college by running yeah. a marathon. That's a bad way to cope. I'm sorry, yeah, Miss well, Beach. I know you listen to the podcast. That's not a great way to cope. So she decided she she's going to run with squats. I'd be supportive. She decided to cope with running a marathon. Ugh. So she ran her marathon. She did awesome. She okay. did it. But she hasn't done long distance running really since then that I'm aware of. But we were talking a few weeks ago and she told me that she decided she really, really, really wants to run the Hospital Hill Half Marathon in Kansas City. And coupled with that statement was, I really want you to run the Hospital Hill Half Marathon with me in Kansas City. (laughs) And this is interesting. Because a little bit about, I've talked about how I used to run and I don't run anymore. It turns out, I found this out in college by going to a set of doctors and they referred me eventually to K-State, Kansas State's orthopedic surgeon for their track team. Oh my. Because that guy knows what he's talking about. So I sat down with this guy in his office and he took an x-ray of my foot and we got to talking and we looked at it and he said, oh, yeah, 
you have this extra bone in your foot and it's called what? auxiliary navicular bone syndrome. And really that's kind of the worst running injury you can have. <sighs> and you shouldn't really be able to run distance period. So ah. I could surgically remove it, but these things grow back. So I'm not going to do that. They grow back. They grow back. That's disgusting. So he was telling me he, his, one of his best friend's wives, she's like 50 avid marathon runner and she got the surgery and it grew back six months after she started running again. Oh my gosh. And that's like a common thing. So he said, uh. there's no use doing surgery. Um, if you're ever able to run distance again, the inflammation will have to be way down. You'll have to be super crazy careful. And even then it probably won't be possible. Well, me, I have not run distance intentionally in about eight years, really since I saw this guy. Sounds like a pretty good excuse to not run distance. Yeah, I might I have that. I might have two of them. <laughs> you might have two of them. I actually yeah. might have two of them. It's kind of gross. You can see it in my foot if you look for it. No past. And so it's been like eight years. It took like three years for the swelling to calm down and for my foot to stop bothering me, oh, but wow. it hasn't hurt in like five years. Wow. But my goal, and this is an ambitious goal, but I also kind of just want to prove the doctor wrong because I think that's stupid that I shouldn't be able to run. And I've really enjoyed running in the past. Okay. I'd love to run a half marathon come the spring because I think that's wow. when Hospital Hill that's is. Annoying. So I know what I need to do to maintain uh -huh. foot strength because it works if you maintain foot strength and don't just go orthotics. Right. And it also works if you lift while you're training. Yeah. Cause that'll help you from getting injured, especially if you do a lot of compound lifts and you do a lot of squats. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that strength. strengthens your chain. Yep. And if your chain is strong, yeah. you shouldn't get injured. So I yeah. think my primary goal right now, is to work towards running a half marathon with my mom. Okay. Same race as her, the Hospital Hill Marathon, or half marathon, not marathon, whatever that is, next spring. But to do it without getting injured, because according to this doctor, I shouldn't be able to do it. Right. But I kind of want to do it and prove them wrong. Okay. Yeah. So Here's I think my that's my, my new goal. What's your... My unsolicited fitness advice is yeah. as you're doing squats, that is a good plan. You need to, if you're not doing it already, do it barefoot. I am. So I have zero drop barefoot shoes. Take them off. Yeah. Completely barefoot, you think? Yes. Yep. Socks is fine. Don't be gross. I know you work out in a gym, mm -hmm. but do it completely barefoot. I know you got the zero drops. We talked about that. Um, but do it completely barefoot because you're going to want your foot you're going to want to feel your foot planting to the ground and like mm -hmm. your toes and your whole foot, like hugging the ground and uh, like just working your muscles and feeling that. And I think the best way to do that is going to be barefoot. Um, and that's what will help strengthen your foot. And I've been working on that, you know, since having a knee, knee injury, trying to work on planting my feet to the ground and in recruiting my feet more as I'm squatting mm -hmm. and I squat barefoot in our basement. Um, but I would definitely say to do it barefoot, um, that will help strengthen your feet for sure. Because, you know, think about stability, like even mm -hmm. in zero drop shoes, the shoes are still keeping your feet somewhat like in line and from like, yeah. for instance, rolling in or out, 
um, they're keeping them somewhat stable. If you take mm -hmm. away that stabilization, what's going to have to stabilize your foot, your foot muscles, your foot. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good for building that strength. I see what yep. you're saying. Yep. Well, cool. Well, what about you? What are your, what's your, I guess, main goal and subsequent goals along with that? Oh, crap. Um, man, I think probably my main goal right now is to just build strength um, and muscle. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. You build strength through building muscle. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, Shocked. Yeah. Um, but just building strength, um, you know, just to be strong. And, uh, I think the, that there are cascading benefits of that, that I'm after, you know, building strength and muscle will, uh, change your body composition. Um, you know, you, your, your muscle will naturally burn more calories and burn more energy in your body, make it easier for you to, um, slim down. So it will change your body composition. The scale might not move, um, but your body will change, uh, because you're putting on more muscle. Um, and the, probably my favorite side effect of adding strength and muscle is eating more. I love to eat <laughs> and I'm just now venturing into the territory where eating is becoming a chore. Like it's too much, um, because I just have to eat so much um, to build muscle. Um, mm -hmm. probably I, I do vacillate between 2,500 and 3000 calories a day, which is a big vacillation. Um, but I eat a nice, um, good, uh, breakfast. I usually eat like two small lunches, uh, cause I get hungry. So I eat like 10 30 or 11 and like yeah. one or one thirty, like a hobbit does. Yes. Yes. Um, and then a snack and then dinner and then, um, my protein dessert. Um, so I like that having so much muscle makes me want to eat more. And mm -hmm. because of that, I can get away with more. I can get away with a pizza. I can get away with a cheeseburger. I can get away with five tacos, uh, with, uh, low carb tortillas, which my brother just introduced me to. If you're not been introduced to low carb tortillas, those things are beautiful, beautiful vehicles for more, more protein They're They taste the same. They are a little bit flimsier. I will give you that, but like I am the champion of that kind of crunchy frou-frou food is stupid and I'm never going to do it. I'm just going to eat, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to eat my red meat. I'm going to eat my white bread. I'm going to eat my pasta. Leave me alone. But you can give up a couple of carbs and the, the, like the calorie difference in these tortillas is substantial. So my life has been changed because now I can have five or six tacos instead of two or three. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do they make protein taco shells yet? They do make, I saw on the shelf actually this week, um, I was looking for some and they make like protein tortillas. I would not actually eat those most like protein products. Um, on the shelves end up like tasting like cardboard. Like I'm a big, that's a fact. Big, I'm a big ish. I won't say I'm a big fan. I'm a big ish fan of Kodiak cakes. Mm -hmm. They were really, well, they were small when I got into them like a couple years ago and they have taken off, you know, the amount of products they put out is insane, but let's be honest. It kind of tastes like cardboard and the stuff that you have to put in it to make it not taste like cardboard 
outweighs the benefits you're getting from the protein. Mm-hmm. So right. I would not eat a protein tortilla. If you're really hurting for the protein that bad, just put on some, uh, like an extra ounce of chicken or an extra ounce of beef. Don't oh man, the, the chocolate chip Kodiak cake pancakes. Oh yeah. They're bomb. Yep. Yes. Make them with milk, with the egg. Yep. Super good. Yep. That used to be one of my breakfasts. I would do some Kodiak. One of my I'd cut up some sausage. If I really wanted to be fruity, I'd cut up some chicken sausage or I'd just cut up some real sausage and actually put them in the pancake. So it cooks with the pancake and then I'd be eating some my pancake and sausage all in one bite. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a little bit ago, I made some Kodiak cakes, but I made them with bacon in them. Yes. So I cooked up the bacon, cut up the oh, bacon oh, and put it in the pancake. That was some good stuff. You're speaking my language. Yeah. Hey yeah. everyone. Welcome to our food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all we talk about is food half the time. Look, we're going to do an episode on food at some point. I'm sure we can. And we're going to talk for a long time because I can talk about food for sure. You think I give out unsolicited fitness advice? Wait until I give out unsolicited food advice. I'm I feel like you already are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just did actually. So there's a great example of that, but yeah. So, uh, working towards strength and muscle and, and enjoying the benefits, um, that come from that, uh, for sure. So, so you're working towards for some reason, I'm going to have to have a talk with your mother, uh, <laughs> half marathon. So how, how, what's your, what's your plan? How are you working towards those goals? So, uh, very carefully. Yeah, I guess. So what I'm doing with this training plan more than others that I've done in the past is listening to my body and feeling it out as I go. Yeah. Cause if I do too much too quick, I'll re-injure my foot and then I'll be out. Yeah. That's my temptation right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be game over. So it's building strength in the gym with a consistent, uh, weight routine. Mm-hmm. And it's adding the weight somewhere to you do five pounds at a time. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to running, it's just making sure I don't push it past where I get tightness in my foot. Cause that's how I can tell it's going to flare up soon. Mm-hmm. So as I build foot strength and mobility and flexibility, yeah, the distance I'll be able to go will get higher. Right. So it's being wise with that. Yeah. What's your, here's some more unsolicited fitness advice um, from Kelly. We should have just named our podcast unsolicited advice. We might change it. That'd be pretty. We might change it from unqualified to unsolicited. Yeah. I'm open to that. Uh, what's your, like, what's your set and rep scheme uh, going to look like? So you said you're adding five pounds. So I just want to see what your set and rep scheme is going to be as you're doing that. Yeah. So honestly, I don't know yet. Okay. I haven't sat down and typed up the plan and made it so i'll stick to it or put it on my phone yet yeah so so i'll give you some advice by way of communicating how i'm working towards my goal of strength so um generally when you're talking about strength training um the lower the reps and the higher the weight the more you're going to be building just raw pure muscle strength And the higher the reps, the lower the weight, the more you're going to be doing what's called hypertrophy training, which is just like literally building muscle. So you're, you're going to be building more muscle. You're after a workout with like, you know, 15 or 20 reps per set, you're going to feel like big and airy and 
like really like you just got aired up and you know, your arms and legs will feel huge. But um, if you're doing low reps, you know, high, high weight, you know, you're going to just feel strong and, and some raw power. So right now I'm going through a program that phases through those different ones. Um, mm-hmm. So right now I'm in the um, low rep, uh, high weight um, uh, phase. So that's why I'm adding five pounds uh, per not exercise per day or yeah. So let's see. So I did 225 on deadlift Monday. My goal deadlifts a little bit different. I don't add five. I'll, I'll shoot for 10, 225 felt mm-hmm. pretty good to me on Monday. I'll probably shoot for 235, which is my PR. I think my PR is either 235 or 245. Um, so I'll sh- shoot for that. And then I have two more weeks of this, this strength phase where I'm just going to be pushing the weight. Um, let's see, that gives me three more times to deadlift. I would be super happy if I was deadlifting 255 or 265 um, at the end of this phase. And mm-hmm. then it's going to drop. So just for perspective, I'm doing four to five sets of triples. That just means three, three reps. One, mm-hmm. two, three, boom. And then three-minute rest period in between okay. there. So I am not sweating during a workout, just moving a ton of weight, rest, mm-hmm. move a ton of weight. Then it's going to transition to like a, a three by eight or maybe a three by 12 scheme. And I'm going to drop the weight pretty significantly, um, probably by 30 to 40%. Um, so I'll probably be down around like 155, maybe 145 for the deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, and do that for three or four weeks and then push it up to three by 15 to 20 reps and also, and through that scheme, shrinking your rest periods down pretty significantly. So by the end, I'll be doing three sets of 15 reps and doing 45 reps of squats in like three minutes is insane. So that's three sets, super small rest period you're talking like maybe 30 to 40% of your one rep max on the bar. Mm-hmm. It's super humbling, super humbling. Cause you just came out of like, Oh man, I was moving all this weight. My PR is up here. It's awesome. And now you're like, I'm squatting 75 pounds. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, you're like super gassed and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. Huh. So, um, you know, I would definitely move through those phases if I were you. And obviously when I'm at those higher phases, I'm not adding weight to the bar. Um, it would be ideal if I could, but I think I've, the last time I did this workout program, I found that at those later phases um, where you're doing so many reps, there is a lot of focus on form instead of just raw power, just ripping the weight off the ground. You're doing something for 15 to 20 reps. you got a lot of time to sit there and Mm-hmm. and focus on your form and make sure your form's not breaking down. You have a lot of time to fix things. So like, Oh, that rep wasn't good. Let me plant my feet more. Oh, that rep wasn't good. Let me hinge my hips a little bit more. Um, so you have a lot of time to tweak your form and make sure it's, it's solid, um, mm-hmm. those higher rep ranges. So that's kind of how I'm moving towards strength. And I'm also at the same time, you know, speaking of nutrition, I'm pushing protein and pushing calories a lot. Um, I think I am, kind of trying to go through more of a, what would be considered a bulk, um, 
having definitely making sure that I have that extra lunch instead to be able of just to put on the muscle. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so pushing calories, pushing protein, your muscle needs energy to be able to rebuild itself. Mm-hmm. So trying to eat more, um, and it's paying off so far. Um, you know, my strength is going up, so, um, it's working. So it's going pretty good. Good. So the last, last question I have to kind of bring us, um, kind of full circle, um, is how do we measure our progress in a godly way? I think a really good way I can measure my progress in a godly way is knowing if I have a setback with running. Cause likely my foot's junk. Like I'm going to have yeah. a setback when it comes to running. I'm going to have to take a yep. week off at some point. I'll be frustrated about it, but giving myself grace in a sense for that. And like not applying in like, it's a sin for me to take the week off. I mean, right. But the same concept of I'm not going to beat myself up and be frustrated because I have to take a week off. It's yeah. Listen to my body saying, Hey, I don't want to push it too hard. I don't want to hurt myself. And I know I'm getting really tight and I might cause some mm-hmm. micro tears or something like that. Or I might aggravate this bone growth if mm-hmm. I don't take some time off. So I'm going to give myself some grace on my training plan. I'm going to go in and spend some time adjusting it to account for the time I'm giving myself off mm-hmm. and take the time I need to rest. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. That's going to be tough, especially as it gets closer to marathon time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's going to help me is this half marathon isn't for, I think it's almost eight months. Okay. Yeah. So I have plenty of time to train for a half marathon. Yeah. So let's see. It's August. So April, May, you probably don't even have to start. I don't know anything about running, but you probably don't need to start training until like late March or early April. Right. You, you really don't No. All right. That's what I thought. Yeah. And I'm giving myself like a, give myself a five month handicap because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> it's five months where your foot won't hurt. Exactly. Exactly. Or it will. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. You can spend, spend some time doing the squats and strengthening your foot and then see how you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a big motivation in doing the strength training at the same time is start, I'm going to start slow with running, get into it really slowly while I build the strength up front. Yeah. And that'll You've help me running in the last couple of months. What's your like average distance right now? Pre training. Um, so I've really just been running like a mile at a time. Okay. And making sure that feels good. Cause okay. a few months ago, one of my friends said, Hey, let's go run through miles and see how it feels. I ran through yeah, miles with him. That. My foot was kind of sore the next day. It wasn't a very oh, good time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if I go run a mile, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Like I ran yesterday. I feel nothing today. No tightness, no nothing. What about your frequency, like running back-to-back days? So I'm doing every other right now. I'm not okay. doing back-to-back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's slowly building foot strength. Yeah. All right. Cool. So gives it some recovery time. Yeah. Sounds fun. But, mm-hmm. So I think the big thing for me is just giving myself grace. Yeah. I mean, Jesus sure. gives us a lot of grace. I ought to give myself grace. Yeah. And one way I can do that is in fitness and not beating myself up to achieve the goals as fast as possible, Mm -hmm. but achieve them in a wiser way. Right. What about you? 
Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, it's hard. There's, there's so many traps in, in fitness and, and in measuring progress. Um, you know, the world gives us a lot of options for measuring progress, um, with fitness. Um, you know, we talked last week about like comparison and the trap of comparison and, and the sin that that presents, I think there's like, so there's some feedback mechanisms in, in fitness, right? Like there's the mirror or the scale, um, there's others, um, you know, comments from others, what others are saying about you. Um, and then there's some that aren't as bad. Like, you know, you can measure your strength, right? Like I can tell I'm getting stronger because I'm moving more weight mm-hmm. or you can tell, you know, Nick, or as you know, for me, like performance on the ultimate Frisbee field, like you can tell that you are a better athlete. You're a better runner. Your performance is improving. Um, and you know, some of those things, like, I think actually all of those things have some like redeeming qualities, but they also can be traps, um, for you. So like, obviously some of the more positive feedback mechanisms are like strength and performance They're they're objective for, for one. Um, but you can also turn that into an idol and just chase strength, um, and chase performance on the field, you know, you know, getting in, two a day workouts and doing everything you can to push your strength taking, you know, there are, there are, um, not as much now, but you know, in the nineties and early two thousands, there were strength athletes out there, you know, think of Lance Armstrong's pushing anabolic steroids so that they can mm-hmm. push their strength and push their performance. Um, it's pretty safe to say that was an idol for them, um, chasing those things with the mirror and the scale. I think that's a lot easier for that to be an idol. Um, I would be mm-hmm. lying if I said probably the main motivation for putting a mirror in the gym down uh, stairs in the basement is so that I could see myself working out and get that positive feedback loop. Like, Oh, I am looking bigger. I can see the muscles working that I'm trying to work. And mm-hmm. that is, you know, that's pleasing to me. Um, you know, that's definitely an idol. Um, I think the scale is an idol for a lot of people. Um, I kind of have this weird thing where like, I know my weight is not going to change significantly based on the training that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I still jump on the scale basically every morning just to check it out, see what's going on. Sure. Well, yeah, we'll say that like maybe on the off chance that it'll go down, but I also mm-hmm. do this funny thing. I hope there's other people out there who can identify with this. So my scale, it's a digital scale. It takes a while to calibrate and hit your weight. So kind of do like this, you know, it'll circle around your weight where it's at and then it'll hone in and uh-huh. zero. In. And if it's circling around something higher than what I've been at, I'll just jump off. I'll just be like, you know what? I don't need to hear what you have to say today. I'm not <laughs> in the number where you're going to land. Um, and it's funny cause like, that's kind of, you know, become an idol for me, but I know like scientifically, like I've been drinking a lot of water. I had a big meal last night. Um, you know, I'm, you know, more, I just ate a big meal. Um, you know, I know that there's reasons that, you know, affect the way the scale moves, but I still want to know what that number is on the off chance that it's gone down a little bit more and I can have that that positive feedback. So, um, you know, there's definitely a trap of, of it being an idol there. And, um, I'd also be lying if I said it wasn't coveting, you know, comments from others like, Oh, Kelly, you're looking good. Or, you know, you look bigger or slimmer or, or whatever. Um, but those are definitely, 
you know, more idols and it's easier to fall into the trap of chasing those things um, than it is like objectively measuring strength or, or your performance. So I think if uh, you're struggling with that, if that's an idol, like if you're, you know, I would probably do well to put away the scale for a while. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I've heard that advice given to a lot of people, um, <clears throat> particularly women. If you're a woman who's pursuing strength training, the scale is not your friend because it, it almost should go up. Um, mm-hmm. in fact, the type of training that I'm pursuing, I ideally want this weight to go up because that means I'm adding muscle. Um, so, you know, you know, putting away the, the scale and, and putting away the mirror and, and not looking at yourself in the mirror, um, but focusing on the, the objective strength measures, um, kind of will help keep your heart in line with, um, you know, avoiding the idols and the pitfalls of, of fitness and, and just making sure you're progressing on a healthy track and not progressing on, you know, uh, an image driven world driven track that focuses on what the world has to say, um, instead of, you know, focusing on your health, chasing your health and, and focusing on those objective measures as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. I think final thoughts for me is just make sure when you plan your goals, they're attainable goals. Yeah. Sure. Something you can measure. So it's, Hey, I want to do this by this time. And if it's a big goal you're working towards, it really helps to have some kind of smaller step goals leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to run a half marathon in like eight months or something. Yeah. It's, Hey, I think it'd be good for me to be able to run three miles without pain by mm. this time and six miles without pain by this time. And then the half marathon is 13.1 miles. So it's, Hey, I can run 10 miles without pain before the half marathon. So I should be good for that half marathon. And think about it now. That's something I'm going to set up here in the next week and sit down and plot out so I can plan that. But yeah, that's just my encouragement to you guys as our listeners set attainable goals that you know, you can hit. Yep. And if you're achievement oriented, like I am, you know, those are nice little boxes to check along the way. Mm -hmm. It helps boost your motivation. Keep going. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm Kelly and I'm Nick and uh, we are unqualified. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for taking your time to listen to Unqualified. If you like our podcast, please give us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts and share this podcast with a friend. Both of those will really help us out. You can also follow us on Instagram at unqualified.pod. That's unqualified.pod. Check us out.